Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Alpha Theta Flow podcast. This is Flow 679 uh, and today I want to talk a little bit about the, um, the physical and the mental. It's actually a, a passage from my book um, that was uh, shared on Alpha Theta Flow on Instagram just the other day. So if you haven't um, already jumped on Instagram and followed Alpha Theta Flow, jump on there. It literally is Alpha Theta as in T-H-E-T-A flow and you'll get updates on all sorts of bits and pieces from the book from um, blogs from courses coming up all of that so either way um, the the extract from from mining services on page 151 goes on to say stop seeing the physical and mental as separate and see that it is in an intertwined web of beauty and experience that they are constantly cause and affecting upon each other one of the beautiful things about modernism um, is it allowed us to start to learn to separate things, right? And we can see that in the sciences of today and how many different sciences there are and how well we've done of, of being able to get to the detail of how things occur and, and so forth. And we, I mean, a good example of this is the fitness industry because we look at breaking up individual parts of the body and then expecting it to work as better as one unit. It, as if like we go, I'll do a little bit of this, do a little bit of this, do a little bit of this, and that'll make me better at something like soccer or whatever it may be. It doesn't matter what it is. Now, breaking up the body into individual parts isn't inherently or necessarily wrong and sometimes can be a fantastic inclusion into a training program. The difficulty of it is that it doesn't actually bring it back together to work as one unit, even though that's what we're actually asking it to do outside of here. Now, this is really interesting because... Ralph Waldo Emerson has this beautiful uh, quote, once again, uh, that speaks to this. And, and I think there is a lot of beauty in philosophy. And, I, and from my understanding, philosophy actually speaks about the beauty of Sophia. And um, he goes on to say, We live in succession, in division, in parts and particles. Meantime, within man, the soul of the whole, the wise silence... The universal beauty to which every part and particle is equally related. The eternal one. The thing that I'm pointing at here is that there are no fucking gaps. There's no where does this start and where does this end. These things are heavily intertwined as they always have been and always will be. And one of the challenges is when we go, it's just physical or it's just mental. As if that's not going to have some sort of corresponding um, shift or change in either the mental or physical capacities. When we're able to take on this view and take on a multiple perspective view and look at all of these things as this fluid, dynamic, continually um, shifting homeostasis that, that, that lives in this subjective and subjective reality, right? Our reality, whatever that may be, until we can see that when we're always pulling things into its parts. It, even with medicine, we do it just with medicine. I'm not saying medicine isn't amazing and it hasn't done crazy things for humanity and it has... The thing that I'm looking at is that more often than not, and I'm not trying to simplify this because this, this is really as convoluted and complex, but if we're just changing chemicals, we may not be changing the actual things that are causing those chemicals to react as a, in a particular way. It doesn't mean we shouldn't do one or shouldn't do the other. I'm saying we should take multiple avenues to address an issue. Whatever that issue may be for us, the same as in, within business, the same as within ourself and the way that we view our reality, if something is not working anymore, 
there might be a keystone or a key log and use those terms as in if there's a stone wall there's one keystone that if you pull that one out everything would fall down a key log in another analogy is when a logger gets um blocked there's one log and then they fly this engineer in to figure out which log it is they move that one log and then it all starts moving again and that's the analogy for us of like in the river of life when we're able to actually figure out which which stone it is that we can move which is blocking our flow so to speak and the the even though there is those key things we still have to address it from a multiple perspective viewpoint and when we can do that, when we realize that there's there's no gaps in the great chain of being, that the mental is heavily influencing on the physical and the physical is heavily inf- influencing on the mental. Um, the individual is heavily influencing on the collective and the collective is heavily influencing on the individual. When we see this as a multiple perspective thing and we see a particular issue and going, well, if I was to step into one of those four quadrants or go through all four, what are the implications of that? We're now starting to see something from multiple viewpoints. We can take on multiple perspectives. And when we have the capacity to do that, because our our calmness, our ability to stay calm and breathe through our nose and breathe deeply and observe, and like Ralph said, to be that, that silent truth, so to speak, the silent wisdom, then what we can do is start to make these decisions that are layered and measured as, as best they can be because we're taking on more viewpoints than our own personal bias. And the difficulty is that when we're constantly busy, we're not calm, we're not in our superpower. And then from there, it ends up having us, right? It's like, do people have ideas or do ideas have people? Do those ideas that you have, are they fucking running you? Are they, are they running you and encouraging you to behave in particular ways that if you didn't have that idea, you wouldn't behave in that particular way. Are you choosing that or is it habitual? Right? And we go, it's just physical. I just need to exercise more. It's like, well, maybe. Or maybe the the pattern of putting everyone else forward first puts you last. Maybe that's the issue. And then you get into a position where you're fucking sick of it. And so then you snap because you, you're like a rubber band that's been stretched too far. But you're the, you're stretching yourself right no one cares it's like well there's one person that should care maybe that person isn't caring that's why they put themselves last all the time maybe that's the issue maybe you didn't teach people how to treat you maybe that's the issue not that the people around you are assholes it's the kind of thing where you go why am I surrounded by idiots it's like well why are you mate why are you surrounded by idiots because there's a common denominator here Either way, on that note, team, I am done. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you found this podcast beneficial, it would mean the world to me. If you would pass it on to someone else who you think would also find it beneficial, and if you haven't already, you can grab a copy of my book, Mining Yourself, anywhere online that sells books, or at alphathetaflow.com if you'd like one personally signed by me. If you're an athlete, a coach, or a high performer, and you're wanting to find out how to find your flow, then check out alphathetaflow.com and get in touch. Uh, I'd love to have a chat with you. But that's it from me. Big love. Peace and pizza. I'll see you all soon.